0: was good. The police have been standing well back. They're on the parliamentary forecourt and as I'm looking at it at the moment, there's only about half a dozen of them uh, standing uh, in front of the barriers. Um, a group of them came up about uh, two or three minutes ago, a squad of police to the left uh, of the um, forecourt and uh, the roar went up from the crowd and I thought, hello, something's going to happen here. But uh, for some reason the police turned around and took off again. It got the crowd excited. Uh, And the police retreated. And it was interesting, when you consider yesterday, um, Heather, the uh, district police commander, and I know you're going to be talking to him shortly, after making 120 arrests yesterday, Corey Parnell, uh, he certainly this time yesterday was talking tough. Up until now we've taken a very much uh, measured, graduated uh, response uh, with those that are occupying uh, the grounds here and the protesters. Uh, we've worked hard in terms of engaging with the key organisers, trying to educate them and encourage them peacefully, uh, desist from some of the activities we have observed. And we have moved now to uh, a state of uh, enforcement action more like inaction, I'd say. They've um, simply stood back and watched the crowd grow, Uh, and despite what they were saying yesterday, the trucks do remain, as I said, on Molesworth Street. Um, uh, There, uh, from the start of this protest, and don't forget it started way back on Tuesday, was um, the former Chamber of Commerce CEO, Helen Down. Uh, She was from the Hutt Valley, uh, who's vehemently against mandates, and uh, certainly earlier this afternoon was happy to tell
1: We are losing businesses hand over fist,
0: we are the fabric of
1: this country and we need to stand up now and say no more to the mandates. The environment that they are creating is impossible to run a successful long term sustainable business and that's what this country needs right now are long term sustainable businesses to serve us through the economic downturn that's coming.
0: This protest has had a pretty bad
1: rap. Absolutely. Absolutely, has had a pretty bad rap. And that's because the people who are in that building there will not come down and engage. They're too scared to know the truth, and I know them, and they should come down and they should find out what the truth
0: is. And I've got to say, Heather, that's been something of a common theme from the protesters that I've talked to you down on the front line today. Uh, they feel that they're not being listened to, particularly when it comes to the mandates. And uh, I talked to a casualty of those mandates. His name was Herman Van Icten, uh, who's uh, been at Parliament again, a bit like Helen, since Tuesday, uh, and who summed up the views of many here.
2: We're after uh, no mandates, no vaccine passes and freedom of choice, and today I can actually she feel that so
0: you think it's all worth it
2: i think so yeah definitely if i see what the people are thinking and doing and singing and it's a real good feeling how
0: long are you prepared to stay here well as long as possible you were a primary school teacher and uh, you'd be mandated out of a job Was it worth
2: it? Definitely, yeah. I think it's, uh, for me personally, I think my buddy is more important than a job. And um, I think, you know, you need to have a freedom of choice if you want to be vaccinated or not. And um, the same same with my wife. You're both without work now? Yeah, so you go from uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe $120,000 per year to nothing.
0: You know, some people are so determined aren't they heather well the um weather i think as you said at the uh, outset of this is uh, just starting the rains just starting now but uh, yeah. look, uh the protesters are certainly uh, hunkering down
1: listen very quickly barry are you getting the the sense that the mood has changed there that it's become more peaceful
0: oh totally i mean okay i, I went down there today it was it was a really um um jolly like carnival atmosphere yeah. A yeah. lot of children there that worries me. I just hope there's no charge on the lines or anything because uh, there are now a lot more children there than there were yesterday.
1: Yeah, they have, parents need to keep them out of that. Um, yeah. the, the, the minimum wage increase. Now, this, this I mean, you, you can see both sides here really hard for workers trying to make ends meet, really hard for businesses trying to pay this. Surely <sighs> what the government should have done here, Barry, actually, is just give some tax relief and achieve the same thing.
0: Well, yes. Um, You know, the timing is appalling. When you consider that... Proposals are on the table for those fair tr- uh, pay agreements, and that's uh, you know the industry bargaining. Uh, there's uh, what the unions call social income insurance. That's the unemployment insurance that was announced last week by uh, Grant Robertson, and now the hiking of the minimum wage. Now, uh, it's it's gone up significantly when you think about. It. It's only a dollar twenty an hour, and people would say, "Well, that's peanuts." But it's um, for an employer forty eight dollars for a forty mm. hour week, and when you consider that Michael would and proudly announcing the raise in the minimum wage, he said it would affect approximately uh, 300,000 workers. Well, that adds to the wage bill for employers 14 and a half million dollars a week. Uh, that's a lot of money, and that's got to be passed on somewhere. We've got 5.9% inflation at the moment. What's it going to do to that?
1: Yeah, fair enough, Barry. Thank you so much. Appreciated. We'll wrap the political week that was with you. Quarter past six. It's Barry Soap, our political editor.